Hi guys, it's Steph, and you're listening to a very special mini-sode of The Thirst. I say mini-sode, but it actually ended up running a lot longer than we were anticipating, because we're having so much fun talking to our guest, Amanda, from Amanda's picture show, A Go-Go. So if you're interested in the Oscars, who won and who missed out, and most importantly, who wore what on the red carpet, stick around for this important Academy Awards episode. Okay, so for this episode of The Thirst, which is uh, episode 28.5, is a little kind yeah, of mini, mini, it's a half, it's a mini episode dedicated entirely to the Academy Awards as something that we've been building up to for quite a long time and mm. talking about. Um, it, the added bonus this time is that we've got a very special guest, our second ever guest, which is extremely, extremely exciting for us. Very exciting. It is um, Amanda. Hello. Hello, thanks Hi. for having me. No Thank problem. you so much for coming on and having a chat with us about this. You're our resident Academy Awards expert. Uh, I don't think we would go to anyone else. No, you were definitely the first person when we were thinking about like how we would be approaching the Academy Awards this year. When we were talking about like, oh, you know, are we going to do like a full episode? Will we do a half episode? Blah, blah. And we definitely said that we thought we'd get you involved because yeah. you're your expert knowledge. You are the expert. Thank so. you. I... <laughs> I'm like all of my my extreme Oscars obsession for the past thirty <laughs> years is paying off. Just it's culminated in this one moment. Brilliant. Um, and you're you're kind of dialing in from Ohio. Is it Ohio? You're yes, Ohio. Cool. So this is very exciting. International. It's an, it's an international podcast. Um, and you have four podcasts on the go. So you are like a podcasting machine. Do you want to talk just a little bit about those as a little intro? Sure. So my main podcast is Amanda's Picture Show A Go Go. Mm-hmm. The original title was The Oscars Are My Super Bowl. Oh, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the Academy didn't like that I was using that. Um, oh, did they get in touch? I had some emails back and forth. <laughs> it it was the weekend of the Oscars two years no ago. Way. It was very intense. And I was like, I'm talking to my heroes. And they're <laughs> telling me no. <laughs> so you're like simultaneously really excited and really gutted that they're telling you off. Yeah, it was like, oh my God, this is thrilling. Also, they'll never talk to me this weekend because it's Oscars weekend. Oh no, they're totally talking oh, to me. Oh, they're totally hot on it. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, Amanda's Picture Show, a go-go. I talk about movies, basically anything but horror, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely an emphasis on Oscars, and I do a lot of, like, award season specials. Mm-hmm. And then I have Criterion Crack, which is mm. my newest podcast that I'm yes. doing with my friend Liam, who's also based in the UK. He's a UK boy, yep. <laughs> and uh, he and I are talking about the Criterion Collection, and we're going in spine number order through all of the movies and we're talking about the movies and then we do an extra episode where we talk about all of the extras and like i'm watching all of the commentaries and Mm. taking tons of notes and trying to use like my (laughs) my degree of like analysis a little bit (laughs) putting that to good use yeah trying to use my (laughs) my lit degree a little bit and then 
I have the Mafia Minute, where mm-hmm. my co-host Stephen and I are breaking down Mafia minute, uh, Mafia movies one minute at a time. We're currently on The Godfather, which is wow. tied as my favorite movie of all time. So yeah. if you want to get really micro and nerd out about The Godfather with us, you I can bet do so that. so many people would be into that. Wes would be... I need to tell Wes about that, actually, yeah, because he loves The Godfather. And those are like short episodes. Mm. The longest we've had is like 30 minutes. And that was like our intro when we were just like, we love the Godfather yeah. so much. <laughs> That's, I don't know how you, that is like superb timekeeping. Just, yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, and you've got one more. Yeah, Culture Papagogo, which mm-hmm. is a little more hit and miss, but it's mm-hmm. because I do it with my mom and my sisters. And we That's just so talk nice. about pop culture. And it's just hard to get all of our schedules to yeah. align. <laughs> Scheduling is uh, quite a big issue, isn't yeah. it? So, um, yeah, definitely. yeah, which is why we were so grateful that you you were able to do this with us on a. And it's a Saturday morning for you, isn't it? Yeah, Saturday morning. It's very exciting. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're here to discuss uh, the 91st Academy Awards, which took place on the 24th of February. So it was a Sunday for you guys. It was in the middle of the night on Monday morning for us. Um, and in keeping with over a decade's tradition, uh, the ceremony was hosted at the Dolby Theatre in Hollywood, LA. Um, so... Just to break this down, I think we're going to give like a little bit of an overview um, of the ceremony and our general thoughts. We're going to go through um, most of the award categories, particularly the ones that are sort of most important to us and our general thoughts and feelings on the outcomes. And then we're going to talk about the outfits and the people who actually attended, because that is it's probably the most important bit, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. That's what we're here for, yeah. always. <laughs> so... Um, so, yeah, that's we're saving the best till last, really. Um, so this this Academy Awards, am I right in saying it's the second awards that haven't had a host, a proper host? I don't know for sure, like, going back through the full 91 years, mm. but the last time it did not have a host was 30 years ago. That's a long, yeah. Yeah, wasn't it the one with Carl... Was it Carl McLaughlin did a... No. Who was it? I don't Rob know. Lowe. Oh, Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Okay, it. yeah. So it's been a while. So we had this whole Kevin Hart debacle, and then um, I guess they eventually settled because they clearly could not get a host. Uh, they settled on having sort of various celebrity presenters instead. Mm-hmm. Um, you, so you, Amanda, got to see the award ceremony live um, on TV and watch the whole broadcast as it happened. Uh, that aired for us in the middle of the night, so we had to settle for the kind of the highlights over you. YouTube um so I saw a lot of the presenters and their little bits in snippets mm-hmm. but did you did you think the awards worked well overall without a host like did it did it kind yeah. of work for you I was really surprised because I was like oh boy this is gonna be a disaster yeah like, it was we... gonna be a shit show wasn't it we thought <laughs> yeah especially because I mean I was very young when the the Rob Lowe dancing and singing with Snow White debacle happened. So I don't remember watching that live. I'm sure I did with my mom, but I like don't remember it. But, you know, everybody was like, oh, God, is it going to be like that? But Mm. I think it actually worked pretty well. And I think kept it from going too long. Yeah, because you didn't have like oh, we're coming back from commercial break and now we need to cut to this video package that yeah. some comedian has put together. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, I I really liked Jimmy Kimmel the last couple of mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And I know not, like, everything worked, but I thought a, a lot of what he did 
worked well. Mm. And there were only a few times where it really felt like, oh, I wish there was a host, mostly at yeah. the end. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that where Julia Roberts was like, well, I guess this is it. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it's the end. So like, you know, no, that just the script, like the television script just trails off and she's like, oh, uh, okay then, like wrapping things up. Yeah, no, totally agree on that um, side of things. It, yeah, I mean, I quite liked it. I find these award ceremonies, like the, the presenting can be pretty cringy sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we had that discussion when we were thinking about the um, the Golden Globes yeah. recently. And, and the BAFTAs as well yeah, were like, oh, just cringe. I it watched often... the BAFTAs and yes, yeah, some of those presenters It was bad, little... wasn't it? The scripts yeah. were, it was, yeah, not, it was, not, not it was not good. So this was, this was, I, I enjoyed it as a kind of like, oh, look at these celebrity pairings coming up. I liked who they kind of paired together. Um, mm-hmm. Can't really go wrong with, Tina Fey and Amy and Maya at the beginning. Yeah, I like that. That was one of the people, the, the one of the pairings in particular that I really enjoyed. They're kind of coming on and saying like, oh, we're not the hosts, but if we were the hosts, we'd be saying yeah. this, this and this. I mean, I've always got like all the time in the world for all three of them. Yeah. So like, you know, Same. you can't go wrong there. But that's, that's I really pairing. enjoyed that. And I, yeah, some of the other pairings, you've got Jennifer Lopez and Chris Evans. I mean, honestly, Fine. honestly, uh, I did a really like the Helen Mirren and Jason Momoa. That yeah, I mean, I think Helen Mirren was lovely. Like that. two polar opposites. Yeah, but it worked, and she yeah, she right? totally ad libbed. Like, look, we're both wearing pink. Yeah, so good. He's got a scrunchie. We're very yeah. It did look yeah. It was. I really enjoyed that. Um, Melissa McCarthy and um. Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I mean, you couldn't really go wrong with the costumes thing. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought it was funny. That was one of the ones I watched back this morning when I was doing prep for for this episode. And I just like, it doesn't get any less funny. It's just because they're both so deadpan. Deadpan. Brian Tyree Henry in particular. He's so good, isn't he? so good at that. But the two of them together, like... Oh, they completely committed. I I watched it with my mother-in-law and she was like what's going on and i was like <laughs> they're wearing a combination of all of the nominees for best costume it's like an inside joke like only those who know yeah what the costumes are would get it but the her like melissa's like train with all the rabbits stuck on it was just like oh my god i mean that was kind of a bit slapstick but i just i i liked that the thing that i was obsessing over this morning when i watched it was just how like she's talking and then she's just with the rabbit the, yeah like the the we're all doing the little hand puppet oh thing God. at the moment it's just killing me it's so <laughs> good yeah it felt i think it felt a bit more nat. you know sometimes those presenters they're kind of they're given a script they're meant to tell these funny jokes and it so clearly doesn't come naturally to mm-hmm. them some of those jokes mm-hmm. it just feels really clunky um this kind of felt more natural than i expected yeah um so I think everyone, I think everyone probably would agree with you, Amanda, in that I think everyone was very nervous to see what this turned out to be. And no one had much yeah. faith in it. Um, and I think everyone's come out kind of relieved that it's all done now. And also sort of surprised that it wasn't as bad as I think we thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think that, like, I don't know about you, but I think my expectation for it, like, it, I was like waking up, I mean, obviously, for the time difference for us waking mm-hmm. up in the morning i just completely envisaged like re- going through twitter and like you know like reading the news and then just it just having to i i'd <laughs> expected that i was just going to be like, reading like story oh, upon yeah. story of of um like how much of a mess it was so it was like sweet relief to be like oh mm-hmm. okay cool it worked fine so like you know the the no host thing didn't backfire it wasn't a complete garbage fire or anything yeah. like that i wonder yeah. if they'll 
I wonder if they'll do it again. Do you think they'll do it again next year? I I don't know. Next year is a whole like mystery <laughs> because I mean part of it too is I think all of our fear of like is this going to be a shit show wasn't just because there was no host mm. but because the academy kept being like here's this horrible idea we're going to yes. do this year. How about best popular film? No. And then How everyone... about we put these in the commercials? <laughs> right. Oh my god, that was the one from the get-go last summer when they announced here are some changes we're going to make and everybody freaked out about the best popular film and mm. I was like hey guys did you notice how yeah. they said they're going to present four categories in the commercials yeah the, and the like, least important categories for them or whatever yeah, like, yeah and that just like pissed me off so much because I'm like first of all how are you going to pick who isn't important right right and I, you know, some people argue, get rid of the short films, but Mm -hmm. like I watch all of the short films Mm -hmm. every year and I Mm -hmm. have for years. And I was talking with my, my friend Steven on our Oscar predictions episode for Amanda's picture show, go, go about how those have actually like started making more and more money because Mm. they release them theatrically. Yeah. And then, like, the week before the Oscars, they're also available on, like, iTunes and Google Play Mm. and on demand on various cable providers Mm. and things like that. So that's actually growing every year. And more and more people are watching them. And it's like, isn't that what you want, the Academy? Like, you want us to see all of these movies more? And people are doing that. So... Why would you then marginalize? Right, it's correct. It's just correct. And I love the idea that they said, like, oh, we're going to rotate it though. So every year, it won't be the same categories that are in the adverts. It's like, that's bol. You know, that's rubbish. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do. Like, I what are you going to put? Best actress in the adverts? Like, oh, this year, imagine. that one has to go in the. Yeah, right. Best film during the ad break. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, by Sorry. the way, this one. This yeah. One, one, one. Yeah. This one won, but you know, it, it was its time this year. It had to go in the ad break session. Like, uh, they, they, yeah. There were so many things they had to backtrack on, but it's amazing that they even floated the idea in the first place. It did I feel know. very much like they were just, like you say, like throwing things out there and then being like gauging what the reaction was and then being like, <laughs> let's test the oh, water. Yeah, oh no, 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 bad, bad. Well, and with that, I was really happy to see, particularly like Guillermo del Toro. Mm. And Alfonso Cuaron, mm-hmm. both of them were very vocal on Twitter and yeah. other places like, whoa, how can you take these away mm. from, see, like, that? what's what's going on? And then, mm. I don't know if you guys knew about the whole conspiracy theory. No. Which I think may not exactly be a conspiracy theory, but <laughs> the four categories that they were going to boot to the commercials... Mm were the only four categories where Disney did not have a film nominated. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Conspiracy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. only those four categories where they didn't have or one of their subsidiaries have something nominated. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean... That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, I think we can afford to be pessimistic about these things because, you know industry hollywood wow, wow. yeah yeah. that's yeah. really interesting i didn't know that oh mm-hmm. food for thought well they had to backtrack and uh yeah you're right it turned out 
it turned out okay, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I can't remember what the actual percentage of uh, ratings was that it was up, but I do know that it that ratings were up in comparison to last year, so it's obviously worked for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I read it was up from last year, but it's still the second lowest ever. Is it? <laughs> Sorry, but, I shouldn't laugh. But the thing is, is people don't watch television the same way. Yeah. They used to. Right. Like, with you guys, you have the time difference, so you can't really mm-hmm. watch it live unless you're going to take Monday off work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I've think... got YouTube. It just... Right, you have People's YouTube. attention spans are not great nowadays. And... People can go and they can look at clips. I know some people were, like, watching, essentially, like, live on Twitter. Like, some mm. people do that. And, and, and so it's just people watch things in a different way. Mm. You're not going to get that. Everybody's tuning into a live mm. event mm. the way it used to be. And it's yeah. still, in the U.S., the highest rated non-sporting event that we have. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's still pretty popular by, yeah, yeah. by numbers. It's just, yeah. it's, it's defi- evolved. I think you're right, though. It's definitely less of, like, event viewing now, especially because mm. things like YouTube's and the fact that stuff gets chunked up into clips. It's you get the highlights real, real, don't you, it's now? It's a time saver, especially for us now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. obviously, I like watching award ceremonies, mm. but sometimes if I am in a bind and I haven't got all the time, but I want to see, like, the, you know, standout moments, mm. the fact that it's on youtube or wherever else is so it's like so convenient especially mm. for us like doing the podcast it means like for the golden globes in particular yeah. that was great for us because it meant like oh i didn't have time to watch it in full ahead of to do a 20 minute piece on yeah, it. yeah. But i could watch all the the bits i needed to watch mm, yeah. in order to give me an overview and yeah you're right like the way that we watch everything across the board has changed so it's it's inevitable that it would mm. affect award ceremonies as well Hmm. Yeah, and I think also it used to be you only had, like here in the U.S., there were just like three channels. There yeah. wasn't cable, there yeah. wasn't the internet. It was like, well, you either watched the Oscars or the other two like B-movies that the other <laughs> yeah. right. like channels put on that night. But, for example, I follow um, a lot of different like oh, film critics and like awards pro- mm. um, prognosticators on Twitter and stuff. And uh, Joanna Robinson from Vanity Fair, who I really like, and she co-hosts Little Gold Men, Mm. which is an award season podcast. And she even tweeted out, like, this is the first time ever I've not been able to fully watch the entire Mm. Oscars because Mm. True Detective was (laughs) also airing at the same time. And she also covers that for her job. And it's like, well... There, you even have people who love, like, freaking love the Oscars, who are then torn, like, well, which do I do? Do I have to watch the Oscars live? And, uh, you know, and it's also HBO's, like, well, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's all, it's, yeah, there's so much competition now, isn't there? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's It cool. is interesting it to think about interesting. the way that, that sort of, yeah, awards viewing and, and, and just TV more generally. We've talked about this a lot, mm. the way that we kind of approach shows has just changed so much now. So God, I have no patience for anything anymore. The amount of times we've praised something for being half an hour is yeah. ludicrous of us. We are part of the problem. Yeah, we are definitely. Um, <laughs> I love whenever you guys are like, oh, a good 30-minute show. Yeah, yeah I'm excellent. And then I'm like, that shouldn't be the summary review of it. I liked this. It was short. Great. Um... <laughs> So we had to, we had uh, another idea that they had floated is that um, did they fl- no maybe it wasn't for this was it for this or was it for the no they had floated not di- having all the 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 songs yeah. performed right yeah. so they yeah. weren't gonna have all of the songs in the best song category 
performed and then there was another backlash so they backtracked again um so we had all of those uh all of those numbers including the opening musical number with queen with adam lambert um do you do you have time for queen are you fussed by queen so i love queen Mm -hmm. i really really truly do and part of it is like grew up listening to them with my mom my mom was obsessed there's a lot of nostalgia there right yes definitely I adore Queen. I did not adore Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. We were going to, I mean, I'd said to April beforehand, like, I'm pretty sure I read that you were not, like, a Bo Raps fan. So we weren't going to be caught in an awkward, like, Amanda adores this and we're just not sure situation. Yeah, neither, I mean, full disclosure, neither of us have seen it. And I don't plan on it. No. And that's fine. I mean, if you... (laughs) If you really want to see Rami Malek's performance, mm-hmm. I think it's worth it for that. Yeah. And if you're a big Queen fan, it's yeah. like a, a friend of mine was like, this is basically a greatest hits movie. And yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. That movie had no business being nominated. Right. It's in crazy. So many categories or for best picture. It, oh, my God. I just I have so many feels. about. Well, we will we will go on to that in a bit. But this this performance but, with Adam Lambert is just... I mean, you didn't you didn't watch it, did you? I haven't seen it. No, I hated it. I thought movie. it was just cringe. I think it's just you can't replace Freddie Mercury, so... Yeah. I don't know. I... So... I didn't hate it. Okay. I also feel like the same way... I, I understand there's no way to, to replace Freddie Mercury. No. I got the most excited when Brian May was rocking out on the oh, guitar. okay, sure, sure. Because yeah. I love Brian May. Oh, like, okay. I think he's just, he's such a, he's such a rock nerd because yeah. he also has like a doctorate in, um, in physics. Like he always forget that. Yeah, that. I think I knew that, but Jesus. I always forget. Wow. Yeah, he is a rock. He's actually the epitome of an, a rock nerd. Yeah, because he's qualified. Dork. Rock dork. <laughs> oh, um, Adam totally Lambert is. though. I just, it felt like, I mean, it did feel like you were saying like the film is like a greatest hits kind of queen film this felt like i was watching a not particularly great tribute band just because of the adam lambert element just was a bit i wasn't into it yeah personally i wasn't into it um yeah but the other i mean the other performances i i have to admit i didn't watch the other performances i watched that and i watched bradley and lady gaga which was the one that we were all kind of waiting yeah. for <laughs> yeah i mean to be honest that was the only one i would especially because uh kendrick lamar and scissor didn't perform right, right? so that's what yeah. that, i would have been fussed about that but yeah the, the bradley and the um the lady gaga performance was the thing that i guess as soon as we saw that well, we knew like shallon being nominated was oh like an absolute foregone conclusion so yeah. we were already mm-hmm. pumped for that performance like way in advance i think i checked that performance before i actually checked the results of the oscars yeah. so that's yeah (laughs) understandable totally understandable i mean i i saw all the performances Mm. jennifer hudson was real pitchy yeah oh do you know what i think i read that i think i read that there were a few issues there with the uh yeah yeah it it wasn't great it was kind of boring (laughs) um Bette Midler did The Place Where Lost Things Go mm-hmm. from Mary Poppins Returns, and mm-hmm. it was fine. It yeah. was just, it was a fine performance. Sure. I wish it had been Emily. Why was it not Emily? Yeah, what was the logic behind all of this? She said she didn't want to do it. Fair. Why did she not do it? <laughs> maybe she, maybe she's not that good a singer. 
But she is, though. But maybe she was... I don't know. I'm just trying to think. If it were me, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. You've not I seen have... Mary Poppins Returns? No. She's very good in it. I know. I'm just she not... Is. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. Have I'm you seen sorry. Into the Woods? Yes, I've seen Into the Woods. Yes, I have seen Into the Woods. But yeah, I wasn't really sure why she didn't perform. But girl has her reasons. Yeah, I heard somebody, like, suppose that it was like, well... It's it's different than like performing in a movie or even live at a concert mm-hmm. yeah. because globally you have so many millions of people watching. That's a lot of pressure, isn't it? Yeah. And they were like, well, if she doesn't want to deal with it, she doesn't have to. And I was like, okay, fair, I guess. I mean, yeah. that's that's her, yeah, that's her decision. That's. I mean, it's conceivable that this won't be her only opportunity to do it at, you know, yeah, like I feel like she'll probably be nominated in the near future if she's decided that musicals is like a thing that I she think wants, that she wants to, do. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Maybe. The I mean I know we'll talk about Shallow, but mm. the the second best performance I think was um, when a cowboy trades his spurs for yeah. wings. Um, th- which was done by David Rawlings and Gillian Welsh. Yeah. And I heard some people that were like, oh, they're not famous enough. And I'm like, they wrote the fucking song, yeah. guys. I, I don't think that matters. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, that doesn't even... Not famous enough. Like, they wrote the song that's nominated yeah. for that category. They get to... This yeah. isn't a matter of who's famous enough. No, let me yeah. do it. And it was, it was a really sweet performance. Mm. Like, and it was one of the... Th- couple of things that I went back and showed my husband because mm. he watched through like Amy and Maya and uh, Tina presenting and then he was like I'm going back to the bedroom and I'm like mm. okay love you bye uh, <laughs> I'll crawl into bed with you in like four hours oh. <laughs> and so the next day I showed him that and he really liked it because we had watched the Ballad of Buster Scruggs yeah, together yeah, and yeah. He loves that song. And he was like, this is so awesome. And we were like, oh, yeah. If it hadn't been for the shallow performance, yeah. I think this that would have been, been the, the, the yeah, the one everybody was talking about. Yeah. That shallow performance. Should we talk about uh, shallow? Let's talk about that. I've just put, let us discuss that performance. Lol, 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 lol. In just, yeah, I mean, it was good, wasn't it? They pulled it out lot. the, it was a lot. That, I mean, we... I don't know what your interpretation is. I think we pretty much refuse to believe at this point or just really, really want to believe that they've had some sort of relationship together off camera. Yeah, I was saying to you earlier that um, we watched the Jimmy Kimmel um, Lady Gaga interview where she's like, no, we want you to believe that, you know, like she talks about how Bradley had staged the whole thing, you know, with the lighting and all of this stuff. Really and needs to press that point, guys. Yeah, They're my not response in love. was she was like, oh, fooled you. And I was like, I don't buy into this, but that performance is a lot. That like moment where he comes and he sits next oh to God. her and she like oh. looks at him. There's like a there's like a, a, a gif of that that I just keep like looking like all, they, all day Monday morning. Frequently visit. Yeah, oh. just like to pull it up and just sit and look at how they look at each other. It's a lot. I just can't believe I'm in a world where I now like really stand Bradley Cooper and fancy him. Oh, yeah, because you were really on the fence. Yeah. Or not even on the fence, just the other side of it. I literally couldn't even see the fence from where I was, so. Are you, do you stand Bradley Cooper or do you stand Jackson Maine? I stand Jackson Maine. Yeah. <laughs> Smelly, alcoholic Bradley Cooper who wheezes himself is the man that I stand. I like Bradley Cooper. I know. I, I think he is a bit vanilla. He's a bit vanilla for me in, uh, she says, like, who, no one actually wants to date someone is difficult as Jackson Maine but 
Yeah, I mean, but this performance though, I could I could feel it in this. He had a bit of stubble. Did he was like, looking he at her like Yeah, that. he grew the beard. He obviously couldn't grow it quick enough to do the no. full Jackson look, but mm-hmm. it was there was yeah. I mean, if it was acting, it was very good acting. I I saw a tweet and I was like, yeah, about <laughs> It was like, at the end of that performance, how many people in this audience are going, oh, shit, I should have voted for them. <laughs> right? So yeah. much. So the, much. The only thing about that performance that I don't like is that he chose to do it as Bradley Cooper and not as Jackson Should Maine. have bust out like, the... Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. Dressed as Ali and Jackson Maine, that would have been amazing. It was, yeah, it of was all, a moment. Of all of the Oscars things that I've thought about over the last week in particular, that's the thing I go back to. And I mean, in that regard, then they've totally, like, they've won. They've they? smashed so. it. They did smash it. It's a, it's a very yeah. good coupling. It's, and it's... I loved the way the camera moved because mm. it put you in A Star is Born instead yeah. of the Oscars. It did, and... yeah. And I know, you know, based on the Lady Gaga interview on Jimmy Kimmel, like, mm-hmm. that was all Bradley Cooper. He mm-hmm. went, hey, I think we should do it this way. And I have to give credit to, like, the producers and, mm-hmm. like, the director of the Oscars mm-hmm. that they were like, yep, we trust you. And That's just, like, good, went, isn't it? And it shows yeah. how good he is, actually. Like, I mean, Bradley Cooper's got a talent for that. Yeah, I was thinking, actually, when I rewatched that performance um, earlier, that it it does, like, you could watch that, like, clip on YouTube and, and regard, like, obviously, I watched it knowing full well that it was from the Oscars, mm. but you could totally watch that and and think, like, it was part of the from film. Part of the yeah. Star on, like, yeah. So good. Ah. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, if we move on to the awards themselves in terms of kind of the the categories and the winners because i want to do the outfit stuff last i think that's the most important um i'm gonna i'm kind of gonna bust through them and we'll we'll stop and talk about each one although there are a few that you might have sort of more opinions on than us having actually seen a lot more of the the films and kind of the shorts and stuff but so i think these are in order (laughs) i think well oh no wait i changed the order ignore that i'm gonna group them together watch me bust through them um so best supporting actress uh presented by tina fey maya rudolph rudolph and amy polar is it polar i get this wrong every time polar polar how do you say it polar polar okay (laughs) Yeah. Good, brilliant, excellent. Glad we've established <laughs> that. Um, and I've just put in brackets, pretty funny, because they were pretty funny. It was good. So that went to Regina King um, for If Bill Street Could Talk. Uh, Chris Evans helped her up the stairs. Can we just... That moment in which oh. he stuck out his arm and just... I, I rewatched them. it this morning. And it really is. He sees her struggling and he's just like, here, let me help you. What a noble, noble man. I I mean, we know my feelings regarding Chris Evans, but he is a goddamn Disney prince. And that moment was truly like the arm and the... Oh, please. And it was so selfless. Did you see he's done this before? No. He did it with Betty White once. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't know if it was the Emmys or the SAGs, but she was having trouble and he did the same thing. He was just like, I'm here to help you. Oh my God. Another, I'm going to keep quoting Twitter because I was like on Twitter on the commercial yeah, yeah, breaks, yeah. but somebody was like, he should be nominated for the best supporting male because he is supporting women. Yes. And it was just like, yes. So on. Yeah. Chris Evans supports women and we love him. Literally, that is, yeah. That, who is your, um, who's your favorite Chris, by the way? Okay. So I was talking about this with my mom the other night because we were talking about Chris It's a hotly Evans. debated topic. Yes. Yeah. And 
I was like, well, Chris Pratt is still my... I was like, I love Chris Pratt so much, partly mm-hmm. because he's Andy Dwyer mm-hmm. right? from Parks and Rec. Mm. And she was like, Amanda, <laughs> he may... He most likely voted for Trump. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> did it, did it like, blow your mind? You were like, oh, shit. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. I, and, she, and she, like, talked to me about... Uh, apparently, he had said something after the 2016 election where he was like... Guys, we gotta support our president, and regardless of, of this... who he is, I'm not into that train of thought. No. And I was just like, "Oh no!" So now I'm very <laughs> conflicted about him being my oh. favorite Chris. He's your problem. We've just recently, in our last episode, had a conversation about this. He's your like problematic favorite. Yeah, problematic Chris. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm very torn between Chris Evans and Chris Pine. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a good pairing, I would say. Yeah. We are. I mean, I'm exceedingly pro pro. I'm exceedingly pro Chris Evans. Yeah. Obviously, and you're. Um, I'm a Hemsworth girl. You're a Hemsworth. I'm a Hemsworth girl. But we also, yeah, we also really do love. Um, wait, yeah, we also do really love Chris Pine. Yeah. So you know, it's yeah. I can. They, they're all wonderful. Like it's there's so a lot hard. of good Chris's in the world. It does yeah. jostle. It does. It's like ever changing. Mm, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rankings, it's, so. it's, but it's an important thing. I like to get people's take on it. It helps me judge them as people. <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> you, you gave the right answer. It's fine. Um, <laughs> back to Regina King. I'm so sorry, Regina. You've been. I've been talking about Chris Evans for too long. Um, I, firstly, I really love seeing people bringing like their elderly relatives to awards shows. So I think she was with her mum or something that was just really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, Michael P. Jordan as well brought his mum, and that was just it. like cute, just uh, cute moments. Honestly, um, I thought this was pretty well deserved. Like yeah. having now seen Beale Street because it only kind of really recently came out here. Yeah, which is... I was going to ask if you guys had seen it yet. We yes. saw it a few weeks ago because it only came out at the start of February for mm. us here, which is like absolutely baffling it's to me. mad um, it is mad but i'm i was it was really nice to see actually that so obviously we saw that in the context of knowing that she'd won like a few other awards mm-hmm. um so it was nice to actually see her performance and kind of go like oh yeah no 100 percent like mm. deserved so. she was yeah she was one of my like easily one of my favorite performances from that film yeah. so uh i thought that was yeah i thought that was great really That's good so did, was there, would you have, pref- did you, who did you want to win that category? Did you have any thoughts? I wanted Rachel Weisz to win. Yeah. I mean, the favourite to be, yeah, I was, yeah. I was very. She was very good in that. So thing. good. Yeah. I mean, we saw Vice as well. I wasn't as fussed on Vice. Um, but I just continually feel bad for Amy Adams. Yeah. She... I feel bad for Amy Adams too. Yeah. I mean, she's. She's quickly becoming the Glenn Close. She is. Right? Of, she like, is. Of generation of. Ugh. She's going to end up getting an, an award like for something that's just not as good, but because yeah. they feel bad that she's been nominated for like... <laughs> Amy Adams, time. now is your time. Yeah. yeah, And I was totally like, I'm fine that she doesn't win for Vice. She's yeah. good in Vice, but... Yeah. She's yeah, not... Yeah. No. No. That would have, for me, actually been a total example of like, oh, we're just giving it to you because you've been nominated mm-hmm. a few times and we feel like you owed it, you're owed it. But yeah. 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 I mean, she, she was she was very good in it, but I didn't, I wasn't yeah. like, oh, she deserves it. But next to those other four performances, mm. it just doesn't compare. I no, think. no, I don't think it so. It is quite either. a tough category to be fair. Yeah, it was a pretty, yeah, it was a good, I think you couldn't, uh, 
couldn't have gone too wrong, except maybe if it had been Amy Adams, but not for not that she isn't great, but in that role. Um, then we have best makeup and hair, which went to Vice. Um, surprise, surprise. Was this the one with the awful acceptance? Speech? Yes, it was mm-hmm. the one with Greg Cannon, uh, Kate Biscoe, and Patricia Dehaney. Who uh, it was presented by Elsie Fisher and Stefan James, which was lovely great because hair. they were both extremely well dressed, which I'll touch oh. on later, but. What Elsie a, Fisher, I love right? her so much. Oh my she's god, adorable. she's amazing. Um, yes, this this was pretty clunky in terms of oh. acceptance speeches. Um, I I felt quite bad because they were just so badly prepared and. Oof. I like oh, to think god. though that like their acceptance speech felt so much like if I ever had to accept an award, I'd yeah. suddenly be um, like, well, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. it was. It was awkward. But I mean, Vice, was, the Vice winner was inevitable, really, I think. Yeah, I, I was fine with the Vice win. Border was one of the only movies I wasn't able to watch. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so excited to watch Border. I'm really, I really excited. want to see it. It just yeah. was not available anywhere. Yeah, I think it's going to gonna happen. It's not out here yet, so it's out... Um, I think it's like the 8th of March or something that it's out here, but the trailer was on... Uh, what did I go to the other day? Oh, Burning... And the trailer was on before and I was so excited for it. It just looks so good. Mm. So, um, and the makeup and hair does look incredible in that. Uh, but it was totally going to be Vice, wasn't it? It's like the darkest yeah. hour of this year. We just, you know, ooh, look at the look at the costumes and makeup. Mm. Yeah. And it is really good hair and makeup and Vice. Mm-hmm. Like beyond the Dick Cheney of it all, mm-hmm. like even... Um, Tyler Perry is Colin Powell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, completely. I loved his performance and just the way they made him look like Colin Powell. So much of that. And I forget the actress who played Condoleezza Rice. Like mm. a lot of those like supporting characters. Yeah. They did mm. a ton of hair and makeup that was just so spot on. Mm. With with the woman who played Condoleezza Rice, actually, mm. like I was so taken back by like how much that they'd managed to make her look like Condoleezza Rice to the point where I had to go on IMDb as soon as we left and mm. be like... Oh. That wasn't Condoleezza Rice, was it? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I agree with you about the that speech. I firmly believe, like, don't play people off. Let them say their piece. Yeah. It's so and awkward when they play it off. It's horrible. I know, and I always feel so bad, but for them, I was like, start the music, guys. Please start the music. Like, <laughs> yeah, you've got to oh my God. Just, you've got to make this. them stop. Lightly it's... push them off the stage. How are they screwing up this much when they've actually got it written in front of them? I don't understand. I don't know. I I don't know if it was like that they were passing it back, back and forth. I'm like, why don't you all have a copy of this on your cell phones? Like, right? I, it, great. Did, it did feel to me like a little bit like underprepared presentation at school. Right. Like oh you're all awkwardly like, like doing uh, a report uh, or something. You, you go. Like, you, you have go. to say this bit. Like. I just like that Greg Cannon looked like there were a few times where he was pronouncing names as if he'd never heard of that person before and didn't know how to pronounce <laughs> their name. It's like if you're if you're thanking them, do you not fucking know these people? He's like, Kate, uh, uh, what does that say? You it's know, like, sometimes when you know, you know, sometimes when we record the podcast and there's like a difficult name, yeah, and we'll like say it a lot beforehand before yeah. we record so that we're not on the pod going like. Who is this per? Yeah, and but these are people surely that he knows. They had a one in three chance of winning. Honestly, prepare yourself. That was that was the worst. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. Did you did you see best documentary? Have you seen the documentaries in that category? Yeah, I saw most of the documentaries, mm-hmm. and I and I did see Free Solo. Oh, okay. Did you enjoy Free Solo? Was it? Yeah, it's it's a very good documentary. Mm-hmm. My favorite of 
of those was Minding the Gap. Okay, yeah. I'm which, so desperate to see that. Oh, if you do watch it, I I really loved it and ended up liking it even more than I liked Won't You Be My Neighbor. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. And I loved that one. But yeah. Minding the Gap, I, I watched it like the week before the Oscars and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I was like, I want to know more. I, I need a follow up on some of these oh. people to make sure they're yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but free solo, I understand why it won, and I don't have mm-hmm. a problem with it. Like it's it's breathtaking. It. I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. And I saw it in theaters, and Ooh, so like, that's immersive. If, pe- if people don't know, it's about a guy free soloing is like climbing without mm. any support. Like you're just like, there's no carabiners, there's no <laughs> safety lines, there's that's nothing. Actually, my worst nightmare coming to life. Definitely my worst nightmare. Disgusting. Yeah. And. So, yeah, I'm terrified of heights. I saw this in the theater, and there were a few times I could just feel a panic attack coming, yeah. and, like, my chest would tighten, and <sighs> luckily there was only one other person in the theater with me, because a few times I just went, oh. Like, <laughs> like, I, just, vom- I would have oh, been no. gagging in the Oh, yeah. God. Uh, so it, I understand why it won, and mm-hmm. that there were, like, to film all of it, they, mm-hmm. they literally had to have, like, climbers who were cameramen. Like, wow. it was just crazy. It must have been such a feat, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's good. Well-deserved. Yeah. Good. Um, I've grouped together the, I think, the three wins for Black Panther. So we had Best Costume mm-hmm. Design, uh, Ruthie Carter won for Black Panther. Uh, Best Production Design was Hannah Beachler and Jay Hart for Black Panther. And uh, uh, what was the other one? Best original score for Black Panther. Um, I'm really glad that Black Panther won some awards. I'm really pleased in particular that um, the Ruthie Carter yeah. won for costume design because I think one of my favourite yeah. things that came out of... Because uh, Black Panther came out this time last mm-hmm. year, right? And one of the fa- my favourite things that I saw online in the aftermath of that was a big Twitter thread yes. which was comparing yeah. like some of the costumes in the film to kind of a lot of the their um the influences from mm. various different countries like tribes Africa, and yeah tribal stuff so you can tell she did so she did so much research right it was it's just insane. bonkers i heard an interview with Le, uh lapita nyango mm. and she talked about how both ruth carter and um hannah beachler mm. i mean they had these binders full of research wow and just like essentially like lookbooks to talk mm. like to, to have references for how they were creating everything mm. it was just stunning it's amazing i mean i think this is one of the first times where i've sort of fully been able to not fully appreciate the design beyond like oh it looks really nice but with black panther it's like i can appre- i can fully appreciate how much research you could see Carter put into that yeah like, you could just see the hours and hours and hours and hours of like absolute meticulous attention to detail and research that she'd clearly put into all of that and actually like there were some other um films in that category that had similar you know, like, for example, The Favourite, mm. you can tell that there was probably quite mm-hmm. a lot of um, research went into mm. that. But, I mean, I, I would have been, like, so disappointed if Ruthie Carter hadn't won right. for Black Panther just because you, like, I was really blown away. That was one of the things I remember we That was a standout about. feature of that film, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, we definitely talked about that at length after we saw Black Panther was just, like, how like, wild all of the um, the costuming was in terms of, like... Yeah. The attention to detail. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and also Ruthie Carter is the first African-American person to actually win in this category, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, best production design, yeah, so that was Hannah Beachler. Hannah Beachler's um, dress I thought was beautiful, by the way. She looked... She looked amazing. And her speech was very emotional. Both of their speeches were very emotional, actually. Yeah. Um, Highlights of the night, their speeches were fantastic, especially Hannah Beachler. Oh, my word. Just, yeah, I did my best and my best was good enough. Like, just makes I me want to... I cried. Oh, yeah. chills Right? It's it just enough. giving me chills as well. It's just, yeah. And I'm glad that Jay Hart, who was with her, like, gave her the space to do that. Like, he was yes. quite happy to just stand aside and be like, you know. Yeah, it was very nice. I instantly started following Hannah Beachler on Twitter. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, like, some people were complaining that, like, and of co- I'm sure it was mostly asshole white men. Yeah. But <laughs> some people were complaining that, like, oh, she didn't let Jay Hart talk. Really? Yes. And she put out a tweet that Jesus was like, Christ. Jay Hart is the example of being a true ally because right? he knew when to step back and let someone who has been marginalized step up and talk. Right? And, Absolutely. And, and that's totally the impression I got is that he didn't look like he was trying to angle to get in there. He was no, very comfortable like, to just stand there next to her. To me, it felt fully like the floor is yours. Right. Like you say what you want to say. Exactly. Exactly. And it is amazing that people would I think that way. No, we'll get there, but there were some other winners who did not do that? And right. They, yeah. It was yeah quite the quite the parallel uh, quite the parallels quite the yeah the difference you can see the difference between them is uh, pretty pretty noticeable. Um, best film editing. So this is the the bow wraps uh, part of the evening. So all I think about with this is that is that Twitter clip? is that <laughs> clip that's going has been going around on Twitter, which is the the editing of that scene. I don't know what they're doing. They're all at a table and it's like 600 different edits and they all look like they're in different... They're it, probably not even together. They've it reminded just all been... me of like um, YouTube YouTubers, like YouTube influencers who have lots of like really sharp cuts yeah. when they're obviously gone right. through their filming and they've just done... They're so... editing it, like just cut, mm, cut, 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 cut. I yeah. honestly can't believe it won. That's a... I just fun. put... Uh, with a question mark Fine. for best film editing because that seemed like a weird one to me. I, um, yeah. I groaned out loud when yeah. that one was announced. I was just like, ugh. Great. I no. mean, yeah, best sound editing, best sound mixing, fine. But you, I mean, you've already said Bohemian Rhapsody for you was just not a film that needed to be nominated for no. Academy Award. And especially for film editing. And, and I've heard, and I've heard a lot of discussion about how Basically because of all of the Brian Singer of it all mm-hmm. and like him not being there for the editing process because Dexter Fletcher ended mm-hmm. up finishing the film and everything mm-hmm. that in some ways this was people rewarding John Ottman as the film editor for essentially crafting the film. Because that's right. Yeah, that's okay. something that I've heard. It's basically like well done for being able to create a film out of this utter shit show. The mess of it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And um, sure. But I still don't think it's the best editing out of those. Like yeah. that that feels a bit like a sympathy vote then, right? Which is I mean, we shouldn't really be doing that. We don't wanna like you say, like we don't wanna reward, you know, Amy Adams for a film in which she's not particularly strong because we feel like, well, it's about time she deserves it. So why do we wanna Just send an email being yeah, like, like, like really you, you did a really good job. I'm sure being nominated enough is like if if you are yeah, like if if we're looking on the surface of things and it's like that is not the best editing 
out of those films, then we shouldn't. That's a bit of a sympathy vote, so. I wanted Black Klansman to win so badly. Because I think the editing in that film is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I think we discussed Black Klansman before, actually, and you were saying how, yeah, how much you enjoyed that film. But, um, yeah, I think we're agreed that, uh, I mean, on the bright side, it didn't take best picture. (laughs) Jesus, yeah, like that's well, the, that's oh, the consolation. To yeah, all of that's us. the consolation. We'll uh, right. we'll go we'll go onto that in a bit. Um, <laughs> so Roma won best cinematography and best foreign language film. Have you seen Roma? I have. Yeah, I, I haven't. I I'm the only one s- who hasn't. I saw it in seventy millimeter. Oh wow! On the big screen. I'm wow! So jealous that you got to see it in a theater. Yeah, it was so amazing. So I'm really lucky here in, in Columbus, Ohio, we have the Gateway Film Center, which is an independent, like, nonprofit Brilliant. movie theater. And they got one of, like, eight 70 millimeter prints in the world oh, wow. and wow. had it for a couple weeks. And That's so crazy. I went the opening night that they had, <laughs> Brilliant. had it and saw it. And it I just, I know it's like Netflix and there's all of that going on and it's supposed to be accessible, but it really is a film that should be seen on the big screen. Like it just, it, because it has so much going on in every frame and it just is yeah. so stunning. I mean, you you haven't seen it yet. I haven't when watched When we discussed it, it in one of our episodes, I said I, I really, really enjoyed it and I, I was quite overwhelmed by how much I had, had mm. enjoyed it. But my, my biggest takeaway was that I really wish I'd had the chance to see it in the theatre because, mm-hmm. you know, the way that, that um, me and my husband Tom approached it is that we like literally like left our phones in the other room Mm. and like you know turned all the lights off and just sat because I was like I really want us to to appreciate this as much as possible um but because of where we live um there were no screenings whatsoever the nearest that I think London was the only place that had any like theatre screenings for in the UK and and in terms of the timings of of being able to get to go and see it Mm. it just didn't work out and and I really loved it and I really appreciated it watching it through Netflix but I know that like I'm sure it would have been even better if I'd had the chance to see it in in the Mm. theatre and I do think that's you know I think there is a lot to be said about the way that Netflix has the ability to to distribute and bring films to people Mm. and a much wider Mm. audience but Mm. at the same time I do think that swings and roundabouts there isn't it yeah a film like this especially I do I do think that you know because for us this would have been something that we completely would have jumped Mm -hmm. on if we'd had the chance to go Mm. and see it like yeah. our local theater mm. well and i i like your point that y- you and tom put your cell phones like in the other room yeah because that's i've heard some people say that they've literally taken cell phones away from people yeah. when they've sat them down to watch roma because it you should have that sort of yeah. experience where you're not checking to see what's on twitter and you're not checking what's the that notification from slack or whatever like mm-hmm. yeah you need to be disconnected and just focus on the film yeah and I mean, that's part of what I always prefer to see movies in the theater if I can. I mean, it t- but... yeah, it takes it out of your hands there, doesn't it? Literally, like, I, I can't help, you know, I I love being able to watch films in the cinema so that I don't, yeah, part of it is I don't look at my phone. And I could just put my phone away at home, but I seem to bloody not be able to help myself in no, terms of checking No, I, I know that my enjoyment of stuff is, is like, so different to if I have the chance to go and see it in the theatre versus mm-hmm. how I watch it at home. And that's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like, environmental. It's, you know, other things going on. I think I'd said to you about, like, the reason I enjoy watching, like, 90-minute movies at home is because otherwise... 
I just end up getting so mm. distracted. Like Roma right. truly was an exception to the rule in mm-hmm. that like I just sat and I watched it. Yeah. Like we didn't do anything else. But most of the time it's like a two hour movie can end up being three hours because I'll go and make a drink or I'll like nip to the bathroom mm-hmm. or I'll decide right. I'm hungry Pulls, or yeah. something else will happen. And you know. Yeah. It's always inevitable that like it's the climax of the film and then my dog needs to go out. Yeah. yeah I bet. Stuff like, happens and you can't, you know, you can't necessarily combat it in the, the way that when you're in a theatre you're just like, I'm here for this time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's let's go. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons that um, I haven't watched Call Me By Your Name with Wes yet because I just think if he checks his phone once, I'll have to leave him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, if you check your fucking phone, like, I'll kill you. I don't even... Oh, no, I just, just worry. hide his phone yeah. when you show it to him. Right. And also, if he doesn't make sure he cries on demand, because if he, if he stays, <laughs> like, dry-eyed for that film, we've got serious relationship problems big problems um also i didn't mention there that alfonso is it cuaron 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 um won best director as well which Mm -hmm. i think has been received as very well deserved and i think we probably thought it was either gonna hit be him or i think it's gonna be him or spike lee to be honest but yeah i'm i mean i'm glad that he got it i don't think it's necessarily his his best movie mm-hmm. of all of his um oeuvre but i am glad that he got it and i don't think i would have i mean we'd said before that we would love to have seen yorgos get it for mm-hmm. um for the favorite mm-hmm. um i'm i'm in t- i'm actually quite glad they didn't give it to spike lee because that mm-hmm. would for me at least would have felt like a this is your time would that oscar. have been another like you're now yeah. allowed to have an oscar i was rooting for spike lee mm-hmm. from the moment i saw black clansman back last august mm-hmm. yeah i was like i want spike lee to win best director mm-hmm. but then it just seemed like it wasn't in in the stars yeah this time. yeah not this so. time maybe but he had it i mean he he had a good and a bad evening we'll discuss that in a bit um uh-huh. but yeah <laughs> best supporting actor of course went to Mahashala ali which we all fully expected um and he's previously won that uh, category as well for moonlight um mm-hmm. so i mean that was that was going to be a kind of of a, a well i say a tough one a tough one for me in terms of i think i like pretty much all of the people in that category um but i think we all knew Mahashala was going to win yeah it felt like a foregone conclusion to us that was the most predictable category even though yeah, I think. we have also yeah. not seen green book i would mm-hmm. love to have seen sam elliott win for a star is born yeah that would have been a total um, i think it just would have liked the, the value mm-hmm. of that i would have liked to have seen timothy chalamet win for <laughs> beautiful boy but uh what I mean, yeah. what is an Oscar ceremony without him? Really, there's. We'll go on to that with the outfits in a minute. Um, I am. I do find it quite interesting. So maybe you can speak to this, Amanda, because you've you've seen Green Book. Mm-hmm. I find it very interesting that Mahershala was nominated in the Best Supporting right? Actor category, while Viggo Mortensen ended up in the Best Actor category. Mm. That's the first yeah. thing that Wes said as well. Like Wes doesn't keep up with any of this at all. But I think I'd mentioned something about this to him because um, he'd kind of been like, well, what's, you know, what's the scandal with Green Book? And I'd mentioned Mahershala being nominated for this. And he was like, what? Wait, so this film is about this. And yet he's the supporting actor. And I get I mean, I gather that this the film is from the point of view of Tony, who is played by Viggo Mortensen. But it is. so is that, do you think that's the technicality? But it does, it does feel a bit uncomfortable, doesn't it? That Mahershala Ali would be supporting actor in a film that is basically telling the story of him. Yeah. But through someone else's eyes. I don't know. What did you think of that? 
Yeah, I, I, Green Book, there's a lot of issues both inside and outside mm. of Green Book. And with the whole Mahershala Ali being and supporting actor, technically they're co-leads. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's one of those where it's like, well, we don't want to split them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to him being supporting versus lead, mm-hmm. I think it is it is because the movie is shown through Tony Lip's right. point of view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of white savior issues going mm-hmm. on in it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all this stuff where they didn't talk to Don Shirley's family mm-hmm. and a, a, lot, a lot of issues there. And... I mean, I, I know this is the first time we're really mentioning Green Book, but mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali is the best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I covered that for, for my podcast, literally at least three times, I just like paused and was like, God, I love Mahershala Ali yeah. so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when, when we went to see, um, when we saw Vice like in yeah. uh, January, yeah. um, the trailer for Green Book mm. um, became before for the screening of Vice and we both did mm-hmm. and that was the first time I think I'd seen the trailer yeah. properly and we mm-hmm. both just sat there and we were like it's so frustrating I that know. we you know that like all of the kind of controversy that surrounds it because like we love Mahershala yeah. Ali and I would like gladly watch him in anything right um, yeah and I do think that that would be he would now be like the sole reason that I would mm-hmm. sort of make time to watch to go and see it watch for his performance. because his performance has always really you know really interests me and you know yeah. we've, we've talked about True Detective mm-hmm. you know like, he was great in that I loved him in Moonlight so mm-hmm. yeah it, mm-hmm. you know it's interesting that you say that he was the best thing about, about it he is and, and I think it comes down to he he really he really elevates the role mm-hmm. and the writing which mm-hmm. to me the writing was not great yeah. which i know we'll talk about but i mm. even when i saw it for the first like and i saw it at a preview screening in the middle of november mm-hmm. and i was like and eh, their writing's okay i guess <laughs> and i was like but i feel like mahershala ali like he's elevating mm-hmm. what is written yeah and making to me, what is a little bit schlocky and just very by the book. Yeah. Uh, it, he's making it better. I, I'm like you. I would have loved to have seen Sam Elliott win mm-hmm. for A Star is Born. Just that backing out in the, in the oh, pickup dang. truck. He's like... That just a lot. He's so good in that film. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's playing it like, loads. But yeah. Yeah. I also... I can't be mad that Mahershala Ali won because I no. love him so much. And it is... He is the best part of that movie. It's mm-hmm. a good performance. It just... It's a shame it's for... Yeah, it's just shame that film has turned out the way it has in lots of other ways, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, best... We've got best animated feature, best live action short, best animated short, um, and best documentary short. You've watched all the shorts did you watch yeah i've seen all of the shorts um do you have any thoughts on those as i've kind of grouped them together just because i don't i haven't seen them which is terrible but yeah um, the the biggest takeaway first of all it's really nice to see that there were women who won in every single one of the short categories and for both best documentary short subject period end of sentence and bow animated short they were women of color. Excellent. And that's Which, been, there's been quite a few kind of uh, f- like sort of firsts for that in this ceremony, hasn't there? I think yeah. we've had two categories, one by uh, African-American women for the first time ever. Um, I think mm. this is, is this ceremony been, I think it's been the most 
am I right in saying it was the most women of color that have won in a Oscars? I think I read that that it was like I, I believe so. Yeah, I, mean, I think I can't it's the most. Imagine there would be more when you no. have those two, and uh, you know we didn't even mention with with Free Solo for best documentary yeah. Elizabeth Chai. Um, Vassar Heli, mm. uh, I'm messing up her last name, but <laughs> she's also a woman of color. Like yeah. that, just seeing so many women of color accepting Oscars was yeah. amazing. And period of end of sentence, I do want to say for best documentary mm. short, it's on Netflix. I yeah, really want to watch it. it yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And it's only like 30, 35 minutes, so mm. nice Perfect. and short. Perfect for us Perfect and our attention us. span. Yeah, I think we should it, take the time to yeah see that. It was my favorite of the documentary mm-hmm. shorts. It it was very inspiring, and it's all about women mm-hmm. and about periods. And I mean, it's, it's good just... to see an award on TV go out to a, a short about periods, right? Like, right. yeah, make it less of a taboo subject. But um, that's yeah, cool. my my only other thought about the shorts uh, was the live action winner skin was my least favorite. Oh, was it? Okay, interesting. It's. Mm, Okay. Yeah, I was, I was not really happy about that win. Yeah, but it was nice to see Jamie Ray Newman at okay. least win and yeah. be the one that who was like talking to accept the award. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, well, that's good. Great. Um, best visual effects went to First Man. So First Man didn't get many. Well, didn't get many nominations for a start. It so did get weird. visual effects. I still haven't. We haven't watched it, have we? We missed that chance. No, bearing in mind it is a Ryan Gosling film. I know, and I you haven't, haven't watched it. it. Um, so we kind of can't offer much on that. I mean, were you a fan of First Man? I was disappointed okay. by First Man. I just... I really... I liked La La Land a lot, mm-hmm. and Damien Chazelle is the director. Like, I really liked... Um, crap what was the uh, whiplash i really mm-hmm, like whiplash mm-hmm. and so first man i was like okay like it's a really well-made film and mm-hmm. the visual effects i was totally happy with that mm-hmm. one like it they were amazing but it did feel a lot like well it's it's a movie like yeah. i don't know it just compared to like whiplash and la la land yeah, it just yeah, felt yeah. a little bit like yeah, a like cluster okay yeah yeah, that's yeah. a general consensus I've found, actually, from everything I've read, is that people have said, sort of, like, when you've got, like, when you've got films that, like Whiplash and La La Land, it just felt like the kind of, like, I don't know, difficult third child a little bit, maybe. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, best, we had the two screenplay awards. So, we had best original screenplay, which went to Green Book, and best adapted screenplay went to Black Klansman. Um, two polar opposites. Quite though. the polar opposites. Um, original screenplay, Green Book, Samuel L. Jackson's face when he read that out wasn't I mean that was a picture that was probably my first <laughs> encounter with a, a not so impressed face that evening uh, not so happy I really enjoy that and you've written first of a few awkward moments lots of white men I mean that is my hot take really is that this yeah. is awkward moment number one of of of, of oh, Green Book in particular um, and yeah everyone well every, for me everyone in the shots in the crowd looked quite stony faced but I don't know if I'm just reading into that because not everyone can look completely overjoyed when they've been clapping for three hours so maybe I'm reading into that too much but um, I, a little I agree I thought that people in the audience like in the room of the, the Dolby Theatre did not seem enthused about that they didn't that seem very enthused I... did they there's a lot of awkwardness around that so that was uh, yeah. so yeah Green Book beat the favourite Roma Vice and First Reformed your one shout out for First Reform that April was 
Yeah, it's one thing that April's pretty damn broken hearted about this season. I just feel like I've exhausted season. all of my first Reformed-based energy over the last <laughs> oh. few months because I just, I'm baffled. That that was my I favorite f- film of last year, so, like... I um, finally watched it, and oh my god. Right? Oh my god. I yeah. loved it so much. It's so good. Like, I can't think yeah. of a film that was more prescient to the current just made me so yeah saved me so made me so depressed i was quite fearful watching it so don't remind me don't remind me um yeah but i mean i think we probably weren't quite expecting it to win because the world isn't fair but um green i thought it was going to be the favorite though yeah yeah i think we thought it was going to be the favorite. i think when we discussed it we'd sort of said that like we would love to see the favorite um win take that but mm. yeah the favorite was our favorite, was our favorite. <laughs> um, i am glad though that on the flip side with the best adapter screenplay that mm-hmm. um at least with black Klansman winning we got to have that amazing like spike samuel lee jackson moment. moment with spike yeah. lee as well like oh, he yeah. was ve- i mean samuel jackson was very excited for this it was very heartfelt um i think Sp- spike lee was like one of my favorite parts of this awards show for yeah. real um yes everyone seemed really excited for him ruthie carter thanked him in her speech for kind of giving her her her, her first sort of big break um and he i mean he was just he was a joy to kind of watch on stage um and we'll get into the green book stuff in a bit but um this is kind of his this is his first oscar win right this is his first competitive oscar win yeah. he has like an honorary oscar uh, of course he does the- yeah yeah uh, but yeah, this is his first like real Oscar win. I mean, honorary Oscars count, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. You're not competing and, against other, yeah. Yeah, I was. I was so excited to see him win this, mm-hmm. and it really felt because, like we said, the whole audience in the Dolby Theater just seemed very down about yeah. that Green Book win, right? And then Black Klansman. And it was just like everybody was elated and so happy. There were so many and... people in the crowd crying, like oh, it was just oh. yeah, it was so lovely. And he gave a really good speech and was sort of mm-hmm. talking about praising and acknowledging ancestry and um, also you know the people who helped him personally and reminded everyone to vote for love in the twenty twenty elections, which was you know very good. Um, that was a yeah. nice. That was one of the nicer categories of the evening, I think, in terms of yeah, yeah. yeah it was nice to. See it was a joy to watch him. To see his reaction yeah um i think you would have liked beale street to win i imagine yeah i mean but that's mostly down to to how much i or how well i think barry jenkins adapted Adapted the the james baldwin Mm. oh that's right april you read if beale street could talk Mm. didn't you yeah because that was something when i saw it i wasn't sure about the adaptation because there were a few times I felt confused by mm-hmm. the movie and I mm-hmm. felt like I just having not read the book didn't know yeah I mean we've we um we talked about it um and and we, one of the things that I said that I particularly enjoyed was that I felt that it was a really good adaptation of of what is kind of a novel that so that so um if Bill Street can talk the book is written solely from Tish's point of view so it's based and it, there are oh, no chapter okay. breaks it's literally just like what it's not very big novel but it's the novel is just written solely from Tish's point of view and and you it's it's written in the moment where she's talking about the fact that Fonny's in prison and then she then sort of harkens back to like how they first met and things like that and in terms of the way that I think that um Barry Jenkins like intertwined what 
is kind of a, got lots going on in it. I think he did a really, really good job, which is why I felt okay. that um, I would have been really pleased to see him win. But one of the things that you picked mm. up on when we when we did talk about it was the fact that actually having not read the book, you find, found it a little bit sort of not confusing, but like yeah, you say, Andy, a... there, there was you know there are parts of it that kind of perhaps it, didn't line yeah, up it, to you. So yeah, it jumped around a little bit. So I think I shared that with you, Amanda. Um, yeah. Uh, next, kept best original song. Well, we know we knew which one this was gonna go to, wasn't it? it I mean, a Star yeah. Was Born was gonna get it. Um, I would have been so angry if they hadn't won. Can you imagine? I think that would have. It wouldn't have made sense. It would have been very confusing. I mean, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just there. There was no way that that wasn't gonna be like the song. It's the song of the year, let alone the song of the Oscar. Like it's such a big hit. Um, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga loves a cry. Like. Yeah. Jesus, she's. I mean, I love Lady Gaga, but she needs to turn that tap off at some point soon because there's quite, just a lot of tears. Yeah, I'm quite glad this album, this um, awards cycle has come to an end now. Just, well, just to finish, we can get like a Lady Gaga palate cleanse, and yeah. um, I can go back to loving her because it's, it's been, it's been a lot. Um, and then we had Best Actor, and that was Rami Malek. Uh, so he won against uh, Christian Bale, Viggo Mortensen, Bradley Cooper, and Willem Dafoe. Uh, quite a nice speech but i find him quite odd i really like rami malik i <laughs> uh, i feel conflicted yeah this is exactly <laughs> because... how i feel because i said to you that i've watched that speech so many times because rami malik is someone who i adore i'm obsessed with mr robot like yes. that show is one of my favorites i going before all this bohemian rhapsody stuff became a thing um i was incredibly pro rami malik and i just feel like this entire like year cycle it's it's too much now i'm dreading like having to watch the final season of mr robot like soon because i just feel like i'm just yeah i'm i think i'm like you i'm so conflicted now about what's real and what isn't and and his responses to winning all these awards have just been like borderline excruciating for me Mm. It's been a lot, yeah. hasn't it? You were saying about that weird fake kiss, like the really extreme <laughs> snog before he went on stage as well. Yeah, it was... I mean, I, I haven't I didn't seen know they it. were dating until then. We <laughs> like, holy, she's gonna... He's got, yeah. Can you imagine if they weren't dating and he was like, fuck it, this is my moment. I'm just gonna... I'm yeah. just going to launch myself on her. The thing I will say about this this category and this win is that I don't genuinely... I mean, obviously, I think that if it hadn't have been Rami, I would have preferred it to have gone to Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper yeah. But when I was mm-hmm. just revising, you know, like who won and what the categories were, this category to me was just like so like whatever. Yeah, was, I didn't really care about this category. Well, because Ethan Hawke should have been here for yeah. Alex Performed. Yeah, <laughs> I... I watched At Eternity's Gate. I slogged through that freaking movie. I didn't even know that existed. It's until not out here. No, yet. it's not That's out why. here. I ain't fast. I mean, but I think I might see it because of the Oscar Isaac of it all. But apart from that, like, Amanda's not... face is not convincing me that I need to go and see this film. I just, ugh, it's a very fan. Julian Schnabel film. He okay. directed it, and it's just at times I'm like. Oh, like when I looked at the runtime, it's like an hour and 50 minutes. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> and I watched it and I was just like, yeah, sure. Willem Dafoe is good. 
but but yeah. and then I watched First Reformed right afterwards, yeah. and I was just like, "How the hell?" <laughs> you were faced directly you... with that injustice. Then. When I think about what we will say about the like this this awards period as a whole in like ten years time, I am firmly of the belief that we're we going to slept go, on like, First Reformed. That 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 performance is like career defining mm-hmm. performance. I mean, Ethan Hawke is someone mm-hmm. whose work I love anyway but that to me when we saw that i was Mm. like holy shit like that is him going and he's someone who's his like his filmography is like there are real high points and there are real like what are you doing points but like his his role in his performance in that's the one he should have been rewarded for yeah i'm baffled yeah i I just would love to have seen him there but that we know (laughs) yeah and Poor Bradley Cooper. He just I came know. away with nothing. He just gets nothing, and he's done so well this time. I think. What's and it's funny, never gonna. Is it gonna happen again? No, I feel like it's I, not. Gonna I feel like what's funny then. is when we when we saw A Star Is Born, we were like, oh god, this is gonna win so many awards. I t- and, do you like, remember? He's gonna get Best Director yeah. and you, blah blah. And do you remember when we saw A Star Is Born and we were like, wow, this is gonna sweep everything? It's weird, isn't it? Oh how the yeah times have changed, right? Who would have thought? Fucking Green Book. Right? <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, best Actress. Now, I think we all assume this was going to be Glenn Close. Poor Glenn Close, I think, probably assumed it was going to be Glenn Close. Um, but big up Norwich, it went to Olivia Coleman. I'm, I, this, um, like, when I woke up on Monday morning and I was, like, checking who won... Um, I had like a couple of like messages from friends being like, "Holy shit!" Like, didn't see that coming, and I was like, "What? What? Like, what? 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 Olivia Coleman? Fuck! Like, I'm so glad she oh won." Oh my god! Just love her. I mean, you know, a little bit biased because she's from our city, um, and she likes to big up our city, and that makes us very happy indeed. But she's just a joy, isn't she? Like, I think she was as baffled as everyone else. She was so baffled when she went up and she was just like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, she just... <laughs> and Yorgos was crying and she oh. apologises to Glenn Close for, like, stealing her award or whatever. I mean, I just think she's such a joy. Yeah, I'm really pleased she won. I was so happy to see this win. And I even said to my mother-in-law as we were watching live, I was like... I feel bla- I feel bad for Glenn Close, but I don't really care. Right? And Everyone feels bad for Glenn Close, but not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because I thought Olivia Coleman gave the best performance yeah. of this year. Like, I saw every single one of these mm-hmm. performances. Hers was hands down my favorite. Yeah. And both my mother-in-law and I were crying because we love Olivia Coleman she's so, so much. Good. She's just... And she's so genuine. Yeah. Like, she's just genuinely such a nice person. And she's genuinely so funny. And yeah. I just... Yeah, that was definitely the nicest. That was the win of the evening, really, wasn't it? It was kind of one of the surprise... One of two big surprise wins of the evening. Um, but also the, definitely the one that was like just so yeah such a positive thing um Mm -hmm. and so finally on to best picture the one that i think we at least assumed would go to roma i'm i was so surprised i thought might go to the favorite and then it went to greenberg (laughs) um and that was poor old julia roberts having to this is gonna age horribly oh it's gonna age so badly and it's already saying that instantly yeah like, right. this is not going to look good. This looks terrible. Um, I mean, highlights for me were 
uh, just the number of white men on the stage at once. The fact that they kept praising Viggo Mortensen and just saying it all started with Viggo Mortensen. It's all about him. And of course, Mahershala Ali did well, but really, it was, you know, it's that about truly Viggo Mortensen. That was my personal oh. highlight, as uh, if you can call it, was when... Um, you know, A low going, light, yes. Yeah, it was going like, oh yeah, it started with Viggo Mortensen. started with Viggo Mortensen. Oh yeah, Mahershala, but mostly Viggo Mortensen. Oh. It just was like... I couldn't believe it. That dude is standing on stage next to you. Please stop doing that. It's just... Yeah, the optics were so bad. Yeah, right. And I I heard somebody explain part of why they were thanking Vigo so much is because he's so famous from The Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. He's bankable. Yeah. And so the only reason they were able to get financing for the film was because of him. Yeah, which I do understand... But to a point. he's a fucking rich, famous white dude. He'll be fine if you don't. Right. If you, you don't need to thank him sixty times in that speech. And they not once in either their original screenplay win or best picture win did they mention Don Shirley. No, right? Which is just read the room. mind blowing. I mean, I think everyone else managed to thank their source material for anything that was like drawn on. I just unreal. Yeah. It just feels telling to me that like. That was that oh. was something that was so omitted, mm-hmm. and I, it just was so frustrating. Octavia Spencer was a producer on this film. Yeah, why didn't they let her talk? Like, nope. why didn't they, or even have her nearby? And I, I she was like the one woman on stage, just like eh, in the corner, just not having, yeah, not having yeah. any kind of moment. I did a close up. I I was looking at pictures last night. And there was a picture of, like, Peter Farrelly Mm -hmm. talking during this win. And Octavia Spencer is behind him. And she looks embarrassed. Like, she just looks, like, she even kind of has her hand up a little bit. And she just looks so, like, not in a, like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so excited. But, like, oh, shit, I can't believe this is happening. This is the one. Yeah, right. It's kind of the vibe I felt from, like, from, even from Mahershala. Yeah, I think we've both kind of discussed, like, I wonder how they do feel about it. Because I think, I mean, I've read that Dr. Shirley's family have been, obviously, very critical of the film. But they have supported Mm -hmm. Mahershala. And they have said that they believe that he was misled in this film as well. Mm. Um and I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know Octavia's take on it, but it feels like they are probably both slightly embarrassed that this is the thing that they're standing on the Academy Awards stage for. It must Award be frustrating for. for them as well. I do think to to sort of you know, especially yeah. when you've got a film um, that is sort of discussing race relations, and then there's quite a lot of controversy for you know, like in that picture, for example, just the amount of white people to sort to, to, to sort of have a presence there, and then almost be mm-hmm. pointed as being like the acceptance to the rule. It must be like, you know, quite jarring for them as well to sort mm. of be embroiled in all of it. Yeah, well, even going back to the best original screenplay, when mm. they they cut to. Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. as the speech was happening and he did not look happy no, in, right. in the audience and I can understand like going into this night like before I knew any of the winners I knew Mahershala Ali was going to win mm-hmm. and I'm like I can come to terms with him winning mm-hmm. for this yeah. movie I don't want it to win anything else let alone best picture I didn't ex- like, I didn't do you know what? I didn't expect uh, it actually no, I, I thought no. I didn't think it would get it. I thought it would win other stuff, but I didn't think it would be this. Um, I mean, on the upside, we got Chadwick Boseman's side eye out of it. 
That picture of him is so funny. Where he just like gives Michael B. Jordan this look of like, yep, uh, told you. Well, and knew did it. you hear about Spike Lee? Yes. And that was going to be my second one is like, so he, he tried to leave, right? Yeah. He tried to leave. They stopped him at the door. Jordan Peele was following him and apparently like talked him down and was like, it's okay, I like, come back. That. And then apparently Spike Lee came back to his seat and then just stood facing the back of the room with his back to the Green Book people. That's, That's terrible that that would have, like, that effect on someone. Like, such a... Yeah, to feel that angry and let down about it, like... That's, yeah. that's just so uh it's just i mean and he was uh, he was obviously hilarious afterwards and in the q and a's you know he oh he could He's not just... hide his like Drinking hey he was smashed i love the um the part on the red carpet where some bbc journalists oh my ask God, him yeah. and he's like are you yes. british are you british and they're like yes we're from the bbc and he's like oh i'll give you a british answer it wasn't my cup of tea ha, ha, ha. And then, like, <laughs> he's like, like running around he's so I, funny yeah i mean if, if 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 we get if we take anything away from this i'm, I'm just pleased that it is that we got some brilliant spike lee reactions out of it because he i feel spike lee reacted in the way that every Everyone else wanted to react yeah. but were like god no i should probably keep it under wraps for this ceremony and he's like fuck no i am not happy yeah. about this and i saw some white men on both facebook and twitter that were like spike lee is acting like a brat he's being right? so unprofessional I saw and this. i was just like first of all let's talk about the context here right I don't think he's mad that because some of them were like he's being a sore loser and I'm like yeah no that's no, no, what no. I saw it's like he's clearly not being a sore loser because black clansmen didn't win like that's not what this is about it's about the context no. of it all isn't it right it's about the context it's about a white savior movie winning best picture in 2019 <sighs> and and the whole parallels of like Green Book and Black Klansmen and Driving Miss Daisy and Do the mm-hmm, Right Thing right? it's it's like all of that and i just i got so angry and yeah. like my mom was sending me screenshots of this asshole she knows and i was just like please oh stop my God. please stop hold I'm, me back for me like spike re- spike lee's reaction felt like really appropriate for someone who has had to go through this previously with like yes. his film losing out to, to another film that is you know like that man's and just I, fed up of it and i agree <laughs> i truly think if any other movie had won I think he would have been fine. Yes, like he wouldn't have been course. upset at all. Even Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I think he would have stayed in his seat for that. Like, I think he would he'd have probably be like, pass me another drink. Like, this is trash. But. <laughs> right. It wouldn't have been like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Levels of. That yeah, was the upsetness. appropriate reaction to have. And it's the one that we all felt. Um, yeah. And the audience, again, in the Dolby Theater did not Stony. seem happy about Stony. that win pretty stony there yeah it wasn't and it was that was a real shocker wasn't it it really was or um, julia roberts i know and then she had to wrap it up <laughs> like okay so oh. we've just like self-sabotaged this can you um wrap it up now and end it on a high note um talking about high notes though we've gone through the awards categories i just wanted to spend a quick amount of time talking about um some of the outfits because i just really like outfits at award ceremonies um and I mean, Timmy wasn't there, so there wasn't any good outfits really. Hey. Um, and uh, men's suits are boring when he's not there. That's my argument. April's about to counter that, but I've I got just a list of counter arguments to this. Yes. Well, men's suits are boring. There was a lot of pink. 
like a lot of pink this year. It was a very. It was almost like there was a theme. It was like we were yeah. at Met Gala, but we weren't. Yeah, it um, felt very Met Gala, very pinky, like everyone be the same. I mean, you do see this every year. I mean, I know, I know like absolute jack shit about fashion, but oh, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce the most of these designers. It's like the only time of the year that I realise that like fashion houses obviously do have like think like similar things that will end up happening. Yeah, it's truly like mm-hmm. that scene in Devil Wears Prada where like. <laughs> Meryl Streep is explaining to Anne Hathaway like how fashion works. Yeah. She's going like that color te- like jumper you're wearing is because of this, because of this, because of this. And that's how it all is works. where I go like, oh yeah, no, she was right. Like that's a thing. I can totally see that. Um I had for my kind of yes piles, I had Lady Gaga and Alexander McQueen and mm-hmm. she wore that big Tiffany necklace. Um it wasn't so much that it was like a a sort of an amazing mind-blowing outfit um but it did feel oscars appropriate and it was channeling audrey hepburn in a way that i quite was that the, enjoyed was that the necklace that had hadn't been seen for like since, 25 yeah, years and then immediately i thought of um, oceans eight and the fact that there was the, <laughs> the necklace that like oh it's nothing rihanna's in the background somewhere yeah. just trying to like devise how to She's steal like, this necklace from lady gaga <laughs> when we showed my husband the clip from shallow which was the only other like you know performance yeah, yeah. i showed him he, he was like, oh, is that the necklace everyone's talking about? And we were like, yes, that is the necklace. And he goes, somebody should do like a heist movie where they steal all the jewels. <laughs> and I was like, uh, you clearly didn't see Ocean's 8, babe. Ocean's 8. Oh <laughs> my God. Well, now you've got something for him to watch that I think he'll really enjoy. That's yeah, so fun. fun. <laughs> Great idea. Great idea. I mean, it was it was nice. She, I feel she went a bit heavy on the fake tan there, but um, they were both looking very. Was, orange. They were looking very orange, weren't they? They were looking quite mm-hmm. quite orange. Um, her, I I had um, you know even as an uh, Chris Evans isn't my favorite Chris, but that that suit was. April's just doing a. I love him it's, so much. Look, there's a picture of it. Lovely turquoisey like, velvet suit. I'm like extremely pro velvet anyway but that's a move that's such a move for chris evans i love him he looked great he does look amazing i I keep going back to that picture like this week just keep looking at it like when i felt really rubbish this week just being like he's so handsome he's got like a superhero stance all the time as well he looks very muscular (laughs) um i had chadwick boseman because i liked his sort of wide he was one of the only guys i think who was actually interesting. He always brings quite an interesting look to the carpet. And there were so many boring suits this year. There were a lot of boring suits. suits. Yeah, it's boring. But there is stuff you can do. And he wore like these sort of wide-legged pants with a sequin train and he had a sequin blazer. I liked that, pretty flashy. Rachel Weisz was dressed like a dominatrix BDSM queen she looked great. i read one person that was like she it had been raining in la <laughs> and she inappropriately dressed in case there was rain or something like that like <laughs> just a really practical outfit i kind of like this outfit even though it was really weird i like when people would do interesting stuff because i would I have liked really to touch easy this to outfit yeah i bet it's very rubbery it looks quite <laughs> It looks quite rubbery sure. and feeling. Ta- tactile. I, tactile, very tactile outfit, which I'm always here for. Um, so I quite enjoyed that. Um, I thought I liked Helen Mirren's outfit. I thought she looked very pink and mm-hmm. sweet. Stefan James looked very good in his sort of red velvet red suit, velvet. which I'm very into. Angela Bassett looked amazing. There was a lot of good pinks, actually. Very bright pink, big, fancy, poofy shoulder. Glenn, Cle- Glenn Close dressed with the big gold, glamorous train. She went with 
do you guys know about that like superstition? Is that like the gold dress, the winning gold dress or something? Yeah, yeah. like if you w- wear gold, you'll win. Yeah, because like the most recent one was for, um. I can't remember who that was. Room. Now. Who was it? Um, the girl who won for Room. She's about oh to Brie be Larson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Brie Larson. When she yes. won for Room, she was wearing a gold dress. The one before that was Meryl Streep for The Iron Lady. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like this weird. It's kind the Oscar-winning has... dress, right? Yeah, and she and did so... expect to win. Uh, she did. I don't. Th- I don't think you wear a dress like that to the Oscars if you don't think you're going to be winning on stage. An Oscar. Yeah, right. Right. But I mean, she rocked it. So good for her. Um, it, sorry about the lack of winning, but it, I thought it was a really nice outfit. Um, I thought Regina King looked really nice in white. Elsie Fisher, as we said before, in Tom Brown, like suited and booted. She just looked, looked like a little Margot Tenenbaum. She did. Like, yes. Didn't she? With the hair and the clip. That was so intense. The little clip. Yeah. And the same designer did Amy Poehler's suit. Oh, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Women mm-hmm. in suits is such a good look, I think. It, yeah, I mean, women in suits and Billy Porter in a tuxedo jacket and velvet gown was... I loved that. Yes. So good. And I, I saw Christian Siriano, who designed the, the gown for mm-hmm. Billy Porter, talk about designing it and how he was so excited to do it. And I can imagine it must be really fun to dress Billy Porter because he's so willing to just kind of like go outside of right? the box and just be as flamboyant as possible. Um, you've made a note about oh my the, God. that clip. Glenn of, um, Close's Glenn face. Close, like, Have you seen that? Him up. Oh, is it the one where she's looking and then like not approval She's just this like, what end? is he wearing? Uh, you can uh, see her like working yeah. out in her head and being like, yeah. She's I like, is that, that he's, oh, yeah, I'm into so it. It's just such a like, try to work it out and then just a really approving nod. Like, so yes, into it. I love that clip so much. It was so good. Um, I've seen it memed everywhere. It's like, just... And this is how I feel about Blake. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, many yeah. things. It's, a, it's one that I need to star, really, because I think it's so applicable to my own life on so many occasions. <laughs> yeah, like... That and, yeah, like the Chadwick Boseman side eye. Um, Spike <laughs> Lee wore a, sort of a very purple homage to Prince, and I very much loved that. I thought that was, I mean, I'm biased, yes. but I thought it was great. Constance Wu looked really good as well in her yellow Versace Mm -hmm. thought it looked lovely um did you have any other positives that you really Um, liked yes I liked that Mahershala Ali had the oh my god the beanie cojones to wear a beanie to the Oscars (laughs) and then accept an award in a beanie woolen beanie this to me completely feeds into my notion that like he knows he was the best thing about that film. His tolerance for having to do the awards season and deal with all the Green Book controversy is like probably an all-time low now. So he's just like, do you know what? I like that he gave up by the time he got to the Oscars. Yeah, that's what I feel like. He was just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I want to wear this hat. Yeah. yeah. And he was, yeah, um, I was very into that I as really well. enjoyed Tessa Thompson's dress. Um, she always looks amazing. I, I've just written Mark Ronson is tall. <laughs> <laughs> he looked great. I've also written... John Mulaney, floral jacket, tall child. Yes, yes, he which is. Tall child's is John Mulaney reference. Got you. I love John Mulaney. He was, was yeah. We like there. we like a man in a floral yeah, as well. I liked his bit with Aquafina. Actually, that was something mm-hmm. I didn't mention. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was little, good. Little bit there. Um, what else have I got? Oh, and the only other thing is that I like was simultaneously like baffled, but also won over by Linda Cardellini's like very intense pink. Like, oh my thing. god. I was trying to work that out. It was like a feather boa, but like tied around her waist. And it, the more I look at it, the more I'm into it. But I, I put a big pink fluffy floof 
Well, yeah. Which was my description of it. It does um, like one of those things you have in the shower, like it a, does. a shower floof. Floofer. Yeah, thanks. A floofer. I don't, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, it was a look, wasn't it? Can't work out if she's wearing any underwear under that. I would like to know. Just, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice, isn't it? It's a bold choice. Why was she there? Yeah. Was she nominated for something? Is she in something? She's in Green Book. Oh. oh there we go. <laughs> does she play she Viggo plays... Mortensen's wife? Yes, she does. And in the classic, Linda. I'm the wife at home. Oh, yeah. Role. I really like her. Wow, there's so many reasons, she... right? She's good in it. She yeah. actually, like, she plays the part well, but it's just a cliche, ridiculous yeah. part. Yeah. Boring, boring, reduced, reductive just on the on the pink floof. Oh, yeah. Casey Musgraves is... Why was Casey Musgraves there, firstly? Because she's amazing. Okay. I mean... I don't know. I didn't know who she was. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's fair. She's fine. having a moment, which is probably why she's there. Marie Kondo was there as well, which yeah. I was like, what is she doing? Just, like, fucking tidying up in the background. What's... What, why is she there? Why was but, she there? I don't know. But Casey Musgraves wore that pink layer th- thing of like multiple petty She's This I, may be like, I, get a, it. I don't know if this would be like in any way a reference, but you know when you're a kid and mm-hmm. it's your birthday and did you ever have when you were a child, like did your mum make you a cake where she put like a Barbie doll in the cake yes. and then the dress? Yes. It's like yeah, a cake. Yeah, the layers. Yeah, that's what Casey Musgraves That is what looks she like. looks like. Yeah. It's I like her dress is the cake and she is like the Barbie doll. So Casey Musgraves got a load of cake under that dress, yeah. you say. Interesting. I like, yeah, I'm there for it. Um, any other takeaways that you had? My negative takeaways were Pharrell Williams did this ACDC schoolboy outfit thing, which was Amanda just rolled her eyes. He wore camo. He always does that. Yeah. He just wears a different variation of a short suit every time, and I'm so bored. It's quite boring, isn't it? I'd wish he had worn a hat. Do you? What sort of hat would you have liked him to wear? Well, I was thinking that if he'd worn, you know, that Vivian Westwood, was it Vivian Westwood, that wide hat that he kept wearing for Yes, a while? the big one if that made his hat head look even smaller. Yeah, if he'd worn that, he would have looked like a park ranger. <laughs> he would have done. So He really would have done. That would have been very good. Um, I don't think he cares. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Um, I had Sarah Paulson looked terrible. I don't know what. It was like a crop top dress. It was bad. It was really bad. Looking at the image now, it looks like her body and her head are disconnected. They do, don't they? I, mm-hmm. It wasn't a good look. I don't know, weird, isn't it? Um, and I didn't like Maya Rudolph's dress either, which was like a big tablecloth thing. The, it's um, a very Maya Rudolph dress. It is. It is. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah, very Yeah, I kind of... I, I wasn't really into it, to be honest. Um, did, did you like Olivia Coleman's like, bottle green Prada dress? Because some people in the office at work weren't keen. Can I tell you what it reminded me of? Go on. It reminded me of like mum at a wedding. Yeah, it was a bit mum wedding dress. Like wasn't it's it? the evening and you, mm. and you're cold, so you have the wrap round. Yeah, you it have a nice fine. scarf. Um, yeah, it was. I guess I think it was on fun. the red carpet it didn't look good, but when it was on screen for her acceptance speech, it was very glittery. It was just like shoulder, mm. you know, like elbows up. Mm. Yeah. Then it was fine. It did, it, look, nice. it did look good on stage. Yeah, it was a bit frumpy exactly. other way. It was quite boxy, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think maybe, yeah, it was a bit of a mum dress. Um, and finally, just Jason Momoa and his scrunchie. Um, <laughs> I've put this in the unsure category because I'm not... Is he using that scrunchie? You know, the whole... I read this week that his whole entire outfit was structured around that scrunchie. Was it really? Yeah. Do you think it was what... like his mum's scrunchie or something? And I don't just... know. He baffles me. So... He baffles me. What do you think of Jason Momoa? I I 
don't know really. I'll admit I haven't seen Aquaman yet. Oh, I just that's right. in all of the Oscar stuff, I was like, it can it's wait. Not really a priority. It's not a massive priority. It must yeah, be said. And I mean, he's Cal Drogo. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I kind of fancied him in that. I think he was really good in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he was good in Game of Thrones. We were discussing yeah. earlier whether we would sleep with Jason Momoa. Um, and I said I'd take a punt. I don't, he just terrifies me somewhat. I don't... Did you watch... He looks very too big, greasy. Yeah. He's quite greasy. Did I you, could quite like that. Did you, you probably didn't watch the Saturday Night Live that he hosted. No, I didn't. I did, and I said to you that I just... He seems, like, continually psyched that he gets to be doing all this cool stuff, Aww. which is, like... Which so is does he seem sweet. genuinely nice? That's endearing. Yeah, like, and, like, he's talked before about how, like... He was like a huge Lisa Bonet fan, mm-hmm. and now he's like married to Lisa Bonet. Yeah. So like, he's God, probably I can't his wait for that to happen life. with me. Yeah, um. maybe if you think about marrying Timmy enough. <laughs> but you think that I don't think about marrying? Maybe Timmy. it will anyway. happen. Okay, well that's good. Watch me, catch me out there on the Oscar red carpet next year with a scrunchie. Yeah, for the ninety second Academy Awards, <laughs> I will be there. Um, that's all. That's all the hot takes that I have. Does anyone have anything else they want to add? I don't really. I liked- Michelle Yeoh's dress. What did oh, that that look like? was really nice. It was like a florally. Was it like a? How do I spell? Um, yeah. Y O E H, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I'm googling as we speak, but it's it hard sometimes. Really nice. She's, she oh, I did see really that. Lovely. This. She's in Star Trek, isn't she? Uh, Star Trek Discovery. Sure. Yes, she was. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, you have to specify what year you're putting in Oscar-wise. Otherwise, you just... Oh, yeah, I did Whoa, see that she dress. she looked very elegant. I did really like that. Mm. Yeah, I thought she looked really beautiful. That's a very nice dress, isn't oh, it? Oh, also on the silver front as well. I quite liked Brie, Brie Larson. Brie Larson, yeah. Yes. Me. Did she look incredibly thin to either of you? Yes, yeah. I thought this as well. And then I'm... Um, immediately in the aftermath of me seeing her dress and thinking that i then saw like a sequence of videos on twitter where she, it, someone had posted like lots of her workouts that she'd been doing for captain marvel and there was almost oh, yeah. she was pushing a jeep and it was jesus terrifying. christ oh my god so she's like okay, the good. bionic woman now so yeah. we think she's like crazy muscular just as, as long qu- as it's muscles and workout because i just at a couple yeah. times at a couple different angles her just arms looked so thin, and I was like, please don't have an eating disorder. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. you, please I, I be okay. That, the thing I'd read this week is that she'd been very, like, adamant that she'd wanted to do, like, a significant proportion of her stunts for Captain okay. Marvel. So I think that she'd been, like, oh, that's like reassuring. working out pretty hard. I'm that's hoping that I'm hoping, I'm fine with that. on the quick sidebar, I'm hoping that, like, Captain Marvel is, like, is good. Is good. I think we're all hoping Captain Marvel I, is I good. Because I love, I really like yeah. Brie Larson. I like her too, I think. I yeah, think no, I do. Great. I do. Yeah. I'm having surgery this month and it got bumped until after the Captain Marvel <laughs> premieres. So I'm like, I can see it in theaters. <laughs> That's very good. Oh, yeah. see, I'm so glad they did that for you. Yeah, <laughs> purposeful. <sure. laughs> I can't even remember where it's out here. Next week. Oh, Jesus. There's too much coming out. Oh, my God. Um, I don't have anything else to add on the... Um... No, neither do I. I think that's pretty much it. That's me done. Yeah. I had one last fashion mm. one was Gemma Chan. Oh yeah, I two things about Gemma Chan which I didn't realize this week was um well it's actually mostly just one coercive thing. Did you <laughs> know that she um dated Jack Whitehall for seven years? Really? Yeah. Who would? 
Isn't that weird? As in, like, annoying Jack White. Yeah, because they were in... um, What's that TV show they did? Why would you date... Oh, wow. That's a very big pink dress, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of layering in these dresses. It's because someone pointed out that if they were still together, then Jack Whitehall probably would have gone to the Oscars and that would have been really weird for us. Oh, it's a bit like... Is it a bit like when uh, Pete Davidson went to Aretha Franklin's... Was it Aretha Franklin? To the funeral. Yes, with yes, Ariana Grande. Yes, with Ariana Grande like, because he was colliding. the boyfriend. Yeah. And it was just a bit like, weird. She did look really nice. I think she like she's very, very pretty. And she's I, very pretty, isn't she? She wore she's a really gorgeous. nice dress to the um God, the she's gorgeous. after party as well. There were some good after party dresses. Amy Adams. Oh, I didn't see those. I just like that Gemma Chan... I, I don't know how I feel completely about the dress because mm. it's sort of a cape in the back, but sort yeah, of yeah. not. There's a lot going but on. she had pockets. Yes. The picture we're and looking I saw at now an interview where she had cookies in one of the <gasps> pockets. Just in case you got hungry mid... The thing yes. with that dress as well is there's so much room in it that you could totally get away with just having food in the pockets yeah. because you wouldn't necessarily have oh, to. Oh, yes. Lovely pockets. That's Amazing. very good. I would always opt for a dress with pockets. I think maybe Olivia Coleman's had pockets as well. Um, I think, yeah, we should end on a pro-pocket note because I think that's, that's a oh, good yeah. place to end. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much... Thank you so, so much for joining us for this. This has been brilliant. I'm really glad we got to talk to you about the um, the Academy Awards. It's been very fun. It has. It's been really good. Um, and Thank you so much for having me. I loved this so You are much. very welcome. You <laughs> can come back. Well, you have to come back. We'll need to talk about more things. Um, we chatted about... Amanda and I chatted about Beautiful Boy um, a few months ago, and that was a lot of fun as well. So I think we should keep yeah. this up and keep on going because um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So, there we have it. If you're still with us, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, you can find us online on Twitter at The Thirst, Facebook and Instagram with The Thirst Pod. You can listen to us on SoundCloud by searching forward slash The Thirst Pod. And we're under The Thirst on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Our email address is thethirstpod at gmail.com. Please do send us feedback and questions. We'd love to have them. And thanks to everyone who's downloaded episodes so far, told their friends, subscribed, given us helpful feedback and left reviews on Apple Podcasts. We'll continue to share links to anything we mention on our blog. Our new address is thethirstpod.wordpress.com and also check out the show notes on each episode. Thanks. Bye. Hello, we're here for the Oscars. Hello! We're here for the Oscars, the Academy Awards. The 91st Academy Awards.